Hi, this is Kim Davis, and welcome again to our one-on-one podcast. And with me today, I have Brian Reed, who's CMO of Zero Fox. Welcome, Brian. Thanks for having me. It's good to be here back in New York again. Yeah, you're based in uh, Baltimore, yeah? We are at Zero Foxes in Baltimore, Maryland. I live in Maryland as well. Um, Baltimore is great. Uh, the area we're in has basically got an exploding cyber business. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have over a dozen cybersecurity technology startup companies now between D.C. and Baltimore, and we're excited to have uh, Zero Fox be an anchor tenant in uh, Baltimore, Maryland. Okay. Uh, we're going to find out what Zero Fox does. I preface this by saying this is one of the podcasts we like to do where we we talk about some of the I guess ancillary and support services which you need to know about if you're going to be an effective digital marketer and I think recently we had um, Catchpoint on the podcast uh, talk about how you make sure you actually deliver your messages those last few yards to devices And Brian, as he just suggested, is coming at this from a security angle because security is another thing digital marketers need to know about. So tell me how ZeroFox came to be and what problems you set out to solve. Sure. So uh, our founder, Foster, got started about four years ago, and uh, he and the other founders, uh, I joined more recently, but he and the other founders had um, obviously relied on, they'd been founded other companies, and they'd been using social media in their business as well, but they were all security companies. And they realized there there was no security technology for defending people and brands on social networks. Right, so with social networks, there's this notion of trust, uh, in that you know people tend to trust people on a social network uh, more than they might on another place, location, or network. Um, it's easy to access. It's very easy to, to share freely, but it's also very easy to hide yourself and do malicious activities. Yes. And so given um, the founder's experience, the co-founder's experience in cyber in the past, they said, hey, here's an opportunity, and nobody's done it. So uh, four years ago, they started. Three years ago, shipped, uh, started building technology. Uh, about two years ago, started shipping product. Um, and now we have hundreds of brands uh, that we protect around the world. Uh, from fraud, scams, malicious content, hackers, hacktivism, you name it, mm-hmm. uh, on the social networks. Okay, well, going to this in a little bit more detail, this is clearly going to be an increasingly important topic because one thing we've seen just over the last year is the amount of high-profile just trolling and flaming that can go on. It's a very short step from being abusive online to actually doing damage to a brand you've decided you've got something against or you've got some problem with. So give me some examples of what kind of what kinds of things have you seen? Sure. So I think that the interesting thing about social, as a, as a practitioner of marketing, but also having been in security technology companies, yeah. I joined because I thought it was this great combination of being best at marketing on social, but also defending in a security way. Yeah. And and what's what's kind of interesting about it is that the more successful you are on social, as a brand, as an organization, as an individual, the more likely you are a target, sure. right? So success breeds success and targeting. So what winds up happening is that you know three or four of the most common things that will happen is uh, hashtag hijacking. So let's say you're running a, an active campaign, you're using an aggressive hashtag, we'll just say it's hashtag my campaign. Mm-hmm. Um, well, what will happen is let's say that you're in consumer packaged goods and you're promoting a contest, well, a malicious actor will set up an impersonation that kind of looks like you, and then will jump onto your hashtag and start cross-promoting. And their goal is to steal your customers, steal the money of your customers. They might have fake goods. They might uh, be uh, harvesting credentials, uh, trying to steal account information or even money through through credit card charging. So um, hashtag hijacking frauds and scams is very big. 
Uh, impersonations is big. Now, you may be trying to protect yourself from, you know, if you're uh, uh, at Target stores, you want to make sure there's no Target out there um, that, that looks like you or acts like you. But believe it or not, almost every company uh, that we look at or that we work with has many malicious or fake accounts that are impersonators, yeah. not only of the company, but also of the executives or the frequently posting employees in the company. Yeah. Right? So you may have a social media evangelist who might have you know hundreds, thousands, millions of followers, well, they may also uh, be cloned and impersonated. Uh, and then they'll try to hijack your brand. So they might try to steal your customers. They might, they might um, try to damage your brand, what have you. Um, you know, the, the adversary's goal is one of two things. It's either steal money or steal information. And um, they'll do it either to try to get behind your firewall so they might actually try to send some malicious links to get you to download malware and then own your PC and then get into your company data. Right. Or they might be sharing fake information or fake promotions in order to steal your customers and your customers' data uh, or money. So um, basically you have frauds and scams on the outside. You have cyber attacks towards the inside, all using these bad actors. Right. Now, one aspect of that is something which I think we're all familiar with if we've taken any interest at all in cybersecurity. And... That's the idea of hacking, getting you to download malware, getting inside your systems and doing damage. What strikes me as new and just so plausible, and it makes absolute sense, is the idea that you could use social media uh, in some way to impersonate or mimic what a brand is doing and redirect unsuspecting customers to something like a lookalike website and start oh, gathering exactly. their account information. Exactly. That's the kind of thing. No, it happens all the time. We um, just released some research around holiday shopping scams, mm-hmm. um, and there, there are numerous ones, but uh, the, the, the two more interesting ones I'll share, uh, retail outlets, there is a fraudster out there, one or more, who have created approximately 25 fake Twitter accounts. They look like the real Target, the real Kohl's, uh, see, Target, Kohl's, Macy's, you know, your, your popular retail brands, Gap, Old Navy, and all the rest. All of them are fake. All of them claim to have coupons, but you have to fill in all your personal customer right. information, <laughs> including your account information, in order to get the fake coupon. Yeah. Now, when you look at them side by side, you can recognize that they're all fakes. Use the same brand, slightly misspell the name, right? Yeah. So instead of using a, a, an E, they'll use a 3. Instead of using an I, they'll use an L, right? So optically, it looks it looks the same. Um, the scarier one we found was uh, someone put out there a fake gift card generator. Right. So you could actually, they shared it through social media, you could go out and try to generate your own fake gift card, but you have to pay for it. Um, so then they're stealing your credit card information. You don't get a real gift card, you then try to give that gift card to a family friend or what have you, yeah. and, you know, it's a fake card, so it's not worth anything. You're out your money, they stole their information and all the rest. So <laughs> we, we get a fair fair amount. There's, there's peak seasons, right? Yes. Um, during the Super Bowl, you'll see fake advertiser scams uh, or any other sort of major event like that um, because the fraudsters go where the activity is, right? Yeah. Um, so they'll go, again, the more successful the brand, the more successful the event, you know, they'll, they'll try to take a run at it. And uh, so brands should protect themselves, right? And you need to you need to be smart about it. So you should be looking for impersonators and malicious actors that are impersonating your your main brand or your uh, or the brand of any of your employees that are particularly active. Yeah. One of the fastest growing trends just in the last couple of months is fake support accounts. So uh, okay. most people know like Comcast Cares, for example, is, yeah. is a place to go to Comcast, and that's a real one. To be clear, that's real. That's okay. not fake. But we're finding a lot of organizations, uh, the bad guys will create a fake 
at target support or something like that. Um, and then, then they will basically be trying to defraud you. They'll do things like, I can get you a refund or what have you. Give me a copy of your receipt. I need your credit card information to, to refund a product. Or um, right now, the, the hatchlings, I think they're called, is like the hardest to find Christmas toy. Oh, okay. So the customer support, the fake customer support, will yeah. defer, deflect your customers and then say, oh, I can get you one by doing this. And again, they're stealing money or information. So this seems to me to be a version of what we came to know as, as phishing. Um, we were used to this happening through emails. You get an email from somebody who appeared to be someone you knew, and they'd be asking questions about you. And this is one of the ways in which hackers can get into systems is through people responding to their emails. And we're now seeing phishing taking place effectively on social media. Uh, absolutely. So spear phishing, as it's known, yeah. and there's targeted spear phishing. Um, targeted means you have a specific person you're going after. Spear phishing is your kind of spray and pray, right. uh, you know, hit thousands. Uh, it's all of the bad stuff that we got used to on email with this phishing and the malicious websites that we trained ourselves or learned you should yep. click on a strange email or click on a strange link is happening on social. Yep. Now, what's what's more challenging about it is a couple things related to social. One is it's cheaper, easier, and faster to set up a fake social account than it is to set up a fake website. Yes. Right? So yes. I, you and I could sit here in the process of this podcast and once a minute crank out a new yep. fake, Doing fake it right social now. account. Yep. Right? <laughs> so, so that's part one. Part two is that, that social is is kind of frenetic in its language. Mm-hmm. So whereas, you know, in an email you might be writing perfect grammar or an article, in social you can be choppy and so on and so forth. Yeah. Um, social it's very easy to hide, right? So you and I might get, I don't know, 50 or 100 emails a day depending on what business we're in. We could potentially be exposed to thousands and thousands of posts a day depending on the number of social media accounts we participate in, yeah. right? So the volume is higher. Um, the the ability to mask yourself in this much larger audience is easier. Um, the other thing is that, that social media is all about link shortening. Mm-hmm. And so whereas you might notice a malicious-looking thing because you see that big, ugly URL, oh, okay. yeah. when you're in social media, it's always got a bitly or an exactly. owly or one of yeah. those things on it. Yeah. And so the, that's how the bad adversaries hide things. Oh, and wow. if you access it on your phone, yeah. you never even see the URL. Yeah. Right. It just doesn't show up on your phone. You might see it pop up in a browser on your laptop and say, "Yeah,", yeah. but on your phone, it just happens. Right. Well, this so. is all very scary, and we should start to talk about some solutions. Yeah, some one good thing, stuff. one thing which occurs to me, and I'm sure it's not a, a real panacea, but you do increasingly see the main social platforms now having verified accounts. You can see it a guy's got a tick by it or whatever. Right. This is the real thing. Is that is that reliable or can that be fake? Yeah, so well? those those are very hard to fake. So yeah. we're we're partners with all the social networks. We work with them to help take down malicious things on behalf of our customers mm-hmm. uh, and protect their environments in general. So yeah, so the check or the verified, those are real. Right. Um, and that means there's a human who has verified it in that company. Oh, right? okay. So they've gone the extra mile yeah. so you can so you can trust it. So those are good for you to look for. Um, but you know when you think about some strategies for your own business, right? Um, if you are a premium brand, make sure you have that trust mark, right? Make sure you get the check that your account is the real one, right? Right. That yeah. way, people will know it and share that it is, yes. right? So uh, you can put that in your your little um, uh, your little profile. You can say, you know, this is trusted, verified, what have you in there, yeah. um, because a fake guy can't get that. Um, the other thing is to claim your space. So we're also finding that. 
Uh, for a number of brands, they might be active on Twitter and Facebook, but they're not on the other channels. I see. So the bad guys will go set up a fake Pinterest account or they'll yeah. set up an Instagram account. So make sure you claim your space for your brand, for your products, uh, and uh, for any of your premier executives or sponsor type you know, communications people that are going to be active. Um, uh, and your support, right? So claim it. Even if it's dormant, even if it says go here instead, claim it and own the account so a malicious guy can't squat on it. Okay. Right? Um, when you're using, uh, you know, hashtag campaigns and some of the other tactics we all use, uh, make sure you monitor it. Take a look at it. Make sure the right things are happening. Look for diversion. Mm-hmm. Most of us are, are measuring that as marketing professionals. We're pro- probably using social media tools anyway. Yep. You know, we're looking for reach. We're looking for clicks, follows, shares, likes, and all the rest. Look for unusual patterns in there. They sometimes happen. It's partly being aware, isn't it? Because if you're a brand, you might have a social media team, and they're spending 100% of their time marketing the brand, dealing with customer service, those kinds of issues, they're probably not spending 5% of their time doing what you just suggested, which is checking that everything is working as it should be. Yeah. Maybe they should be doing some more of that. Yeah, you should. You should. I think your you're 95-5 is your you know, 90-10 kind mm-hmm. of ratio. So you know, first thing is, is if you're a social media professional, get smart. Right, do some research. We have resources on our website, white papers and so forth you can learn from just to learn how to be safe. Um, claim your space. Then do smart things like you know, use two-factor authentication to, on your accounts to protect them to prevent somebody from hijacking your actual accounts. Right. You know, that's happened a lot even to, even to people like um, you know, the CEOs of Facebook and Twitter yeah, right? yeah. because they were doing password reuse and single-factor auth. Yep. Right? So make sure you use the two-factor auth uh, and things like that. Uh, rotate your passwords. All the same thing you would do on your email box. You mm-hmm. should be smart about uh, in, in, in your social practices. And basically get smart on it. So, um, you know, we have training videos of how to set your privacy settings. We have training videos on how to set your security level, training videos on how to look, to look and what to watch out for, uh, which, which we can help with. And then, you know, look at a product, whether you use ZeroFox or somebody else. Um, there are especially security tools that will monitor that on your behalf. So we have a big bad guy database in the cloud, you know, all the malicious actors, all the malicious accounts, all the yeah. malicious links, the phishing, the ransomware, all that stuff. Um, we're tracking against all of that, um, and, and that's how we help protect our customers from, from the really bad stuff. Yeah, no, this, this, this is an eye-opener because I'm aware of uh, security efforts out there, but learning the special and significant problems of social media is really interesting. And one more question. Obviously, people who are trying to make a quick buck by nefarious means will always be with us. Um, a few years ago, hacktivism, like kind of politically or socially motivated misbehavior, had a very high profile. Uh, we, we seem to hear less about that these days. Is it still out there? I, I think it's there. I think um, all of it, a lot of it depends on what's your brand and what's your business and mm-hmm. whether people are active. You know, you don't, you don't, you tend to see it um, around, you know, emotional topics. Yeah. Um, we did some research around the election. Exactly. There were some pretty, pretty polarizingly extreme views. Uh, there was trolling and all that other, you know, thing that happens. Um, you know, you see it sometimes with, with um, you know, music or movie star patterns, things like that. Um, you know, we all dream of the viral video, but yeah. you can also have the negative flavor of that, right? Yes. You put something up, it's really cool, but then, you know, people go against it, don't like it, you know, what, what, what have you. Um, so there's a bit of that out there. But I think, I think the world has become sort of desensitized mm-hmm. a little bit in knowing that things can get sort of extreme quickly. Um, and, and may or may not be sort of the real deal. Yes. Uh, and, and so, you know, pays to be prudent, right? So as a chief marketing officer, one of my responsibilities is the brand of my company. 
and any of you who are in social media or marketing, you're going to be worried about the brand of your company. You want it to look right, taste right, feel right, you know, behave right, yeah. uh, whatever industry you're in, and it needs to have the, uh, the essence of that industry and your differentiation. Um, so you want to keep that out there. Um, there will be the odd person that will be offended or not like it or mm-hmm. not like something about you, and they'll get active. Um, be responsive, right? Again, uh, uh, best practice is if it's malicious, get it taken down. Yeah. Um, but if it's more strong opinion, look for a way to embrace. Can you diffuse? Can you steer? Right? Again, the same things we learn as marketing professionals in objection handling, say, with the press yeah, or, sure. or uh, uh, crisis communications. Um, one piece of advice I will give you, so when I travel around, I talk to a lot of CMOs, the number of CMOs and marketing people who don't have a crisis communication plan for social is scary. Oh, wow. Right? Assume something bad will happen to you on social. Just assume it. The more you're investing in it, the more successful you are with it, the higher probability it will happen. Make sure you have a plan. Right? So it could be the hacktivist. It could be a direct attack. It could be anything. Right? Um, Worst of all worlds, somebody takes over your branded Twitter, Facebook, Instagram account and starts posting malicious stuff. Yep. Right, you know, uh, it might be it might be really bad. It might be just embarrassing. Whatever that is, make sure you're ready. I'm sure you have crisis communications planned for your business. Otherwise, but remember, social's got its own flavor, and you need to be ready for it. Okay, be ready for it. So, exactly. Brian, I think you've given our listeners an awful lot to think about. Hopefully, not lose too much sleep over. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me. It was great talking to you. And uh, everybody, look out for the next one-on-one podcast. Thanks for listening in. <laughs>